it's finally time to get serious about building your brand. You already have the skill and the talent, so let's put the pieces in motion right now. Let Travis Bailey guide you through the process of creating a strong and consistent digital presence. Sit back and relax and prepare for your brand new life. Greetings and welcome to the Brand New Life Podcast. I am your host, Travis Bailey, and I am excited about what you're going to learn today. Um, I am over the roof excited to have um, a special guest in with me on this episode today. Um, I am, when I tell you I'm excited, I probably already said it like three times. I am excited about what we are going to share today. Um, It has already impacted my life um, being an interviewer, and I'm hoping that... um, you will get something from this as well so that it'll be um amazing for you as well um but first of all just i want to make sure i get this done the right way i want to welcome you to the brand new life podcast my name is travis bailey i am excited about the opportunity that we have together to grow into successful entrepreneurs through a series of in-depth conversations i am sure that you're going to feel better about stepping out into your brand new life Today, we are featuring a very special guest. Uh, She goes by the name of Lorraine Kamisha. Um, She is an entrepreneur. Uh, She wears several different hats, but she is one of the most talented and well-versed business owners that I've ever met, um, even if it is online. Um, I follow her on social media for a little while, and we finally got our schedules to match together to be able to bring her on to the podcast, and I'm super-duper excited about Um, what she's going to share with you real quick. If this is your first time, I want to thank you so very much for listening. Um, You can subscribe today, wherever you're listening, um, whether it be iTunes or it's Apple Music now, Apple, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, um, wherever you're listening at. I want to thank you so very much. And I I don't take it for granted that you're here. Um, If you if you hear something that encourages you or motivates you, please, you know, leave us a review. Let us know um, or let me know how we can uh, even further impact you in your journey to entrepreneurship as a business owner or whatever phase in life you are in that we happen to discuss. Let me know what you think and uh, make sure you give us those five stars. Okay. Um, What I want to do real quickly um, now that we have welcomed you all and made you feel comfortable. I want to tell you to, um, I hope that you're somewhere where you can take notes. I hope that you are in a position where you can jot a few things down. I don't mean mental notes. I mean, literally writing things down because there is power in writing things down, which you've heard me say time and time again. Um, so get your pen and paper out. If you don't have your pen and paper, if you're at your desk, listening to this and your headphones, um, get out a note application, do something to be able to help you. Um, and this may be one of those episodes that you have to listen to two or three times to make sure you catch all of the nuggets that Lorraine dropped because there were a few. Um, and without further ado, I want to read just a little bit about who Lorraine is. And then after that, the next voice you'll hear will be hers as we jump into this podcast about scaling up. What does scaling up in your business mean? When is it time? All those good things that Lorraine is going to cap out for you. So here we go. Lorraine is a strategist that all service-based business owners need when they desire to scale their business and make more money while having the freedom to enjoy life. Her zone of genius, I love that, is teaching business owners how to replace themselves in their business so that they can bust through the revenue ceilings and eliminate entrepreneur burnout. 
She has a reputation for helping her clients secure the bag by working smarter and not harder. When Lorraine isn't helping her twin daughters with their homework, traveling around the world, or focus on her health and fitness goals, she is helping her clients structure their business so that they can scale their revenue in half the time and reach true financial freedom. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to give to you Miss Lorraine Kamisha. Lorraine, thank you so much for joining us. How are you this morning? I am doing good, busy, but but doing pretty good so far. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I'm I'm excited about uh, finally getting you on the the podcast and being able to to share with my listeners in the world um, what in the world Scaling Up is. But before we get into that, I just want to give you the opportunity. I know I did it already, but I want to give you the opportunity to talk about, you know, who you are and some of the things you've accomplished over your career. Okay, well, thank you. Um, I'm definitely happy to be here. Um, just to give you a little bit of background about myself, I am, you know, a mother, an entrepreneur. Um, I'm also a pharmacist. Most people don't know that about me. I talk a little bit about it, but most people don't know that I am actually a pharmacist and decided once I graduated that it just wasn't the life that I wanted to live. Um, so I decided I was going to go full time with a business. So here I am. Um, I don't try to limit myself to just being called an entrepreneur or a business owner. Um, there are a lot of things that are um, in my life that are much more important to me, but entrepreneur is definitely one of the things um, that I do and I enjoy doing as well. Awesome. Okay. So um, from what I've learned about you, I've, I've, I've always, I mean, not always, but I've really been intrigued by what you do, especially by the results that you uh, make public, um, I think this is going to be a really good conversation. It's going to be very um, impactful and forward thinking for a lot of people that mm. are kind of in that place where I know something needs to change and I need to duplicate myself. and I don't know how. So um, in the term, in the process of understanding what scaling up means, what does that mean to you? How do you define that to people? I think it's different for for different people. I mean, it can mean scaling up on, uh, you know, your financials, whether you just want to make more money with your business, because we all go through that phase. Hey, I just want to make as much money as I can so that I can pay bills or I can position myself or what have you. It might mean scaling up in your time. You know, it might mean, you know, I'm not really concerned right now about making as much money as I want to make right now. My concern is spending more time or spending less time in my business so I can do some things that I want to do. Like I've paid off my debt and I want to enjoy living, you know, the life and spending time with my family. Or it could just mean scaling up as far as, uh, you know, your followers or your supporters or the people who use your business. Maybe you're in a phase of your business where you want to, um, you know, generate as much um, knowledge about your business to your audience as possible. So those are three things that come to mind when I think about scaling up. Okay. So, so for someone that has had a business for a little while, um, somebody that's, that's, you know, noticing that, okay, you know what, I'm starting to have more, um, more work than I have time. Um, what, what are some signs that you can kind of identify with that say, Hey, you know what, it might be time for you to think of doing something different or, or changing the way you do things. Well, one of the signs that I had was I was neglecting a lot of things. Like I'm the type of person who 
you know, if there's something that I don't enjoy doing, don't like to do, it's easy for me to rebel. So mm. I'm, I'm rebellious by nature. I don't like to be in boxes. So when I felt like, oh, it's time for me to make some changes, it was because I was doing things like, you know, having two phones. I had two phones at the time and my business phone was always conveniently not charged up or I forgot it at home or, you know, turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> Those sorts of things because I was so overwhelmed by getting so many, you know, customers and being on all day that I was finding excuses not to show up in my business. Mm, that's good. That, I, I really like that answer. So, so let's dig a little bit deeper. What, what business are you in for the people that are listening? Well, the business that I started with is an academic writing service. So basically I started a business that handles, um, writing uh, for assignments and online classes for busy adult college students. So people who are in the military and, you know, need help with their assignments for, for single moms who are out here working and trying to go back to school, you know, for uh, a foreign exchange students who are coming here to be certified in whatever pr profession they had back home. I'm the one in the middle that helps them with manage all that. Okay. Okay. So, and how, how has that been for you? I mean, it's, it's been crazy, actually. I mean, when I first started the business, it was because um, I was getting ready to go, or I was in pharmacy school. I was in pharmacy school with two um, infant twins, <laughs> you know, who were 10 months old my first day of pharmacy school. And I needed to make some money, to be honest. I wanted to make $140 to keep my kids in daycare a week. So I decided I was going to put some ads on Craigslist for something that I have done before. Um, I actually started doing this in high school um, for college students at the time, at, um, even back then, and decided I was going to put some ads out for something that I had been uh, doing for a long time. So that's, that's basically how I got started. Okay. So, and uh, I mean, I think the, the perception is now where for people that are going to find you after this, the perception is now that you're doing pretty well with it. So what, what has been the key to success for you or the keys to success for you? Uh, I said the main key to success would be change. Um, I was in sales before I went back to school. Um, so one of the things I got very used to is change, changing comp plans, changing products, um, changing a company objectives, uh, all types of different change. I mean, just the people that you deal with in outside sales, you are not in one place at, you know, over and over and over again. You're seeing different clients, you're in different areas, you might be in different cities. So change has been something, um, and being comfortable with that is something that I would um, attribute to being successful. You know, when, when I see a problem, I don't get stuck at a problem. You know, I'm used to changing things. So if there's an issue, that means that something needs to change. So I think having that mindset through, you know, the last seven years of owning my own business, I think would be the most important thing that I was able to bring with my, from my past experience to me now. Hmm. That is really good. I, I think a lot of people um, get caught up in, and I mean, em employers even make this mistake of, you know, just kind of keeping things the way they've always been. And I think the reward lives in that place where, we go that is beyond what we've always done. So it's interesting that you say this. I was actually having a conversation with my wife about that type of thing. Um, yeah. go, go ahead. I might cut you no, no, I was just agreeing with you. That is a very, um, you know, good mindset to have. 
Yeah, and I don't know if you know, but I'm in. Uh, so my my main business is uh, basically graphic design and marketing and things like that, like visual uh, marketing, not necessarily the plan process. But right. um, a lot of times, um, I meet people that start off and they're like, "Yeah, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to take over the world." And when I present them with the opportunity to do so, they get hesitant. Yeah. Um, and I, and I get it because change is hard, but change is also necessary if we're going to do anything worth anything to be able to tell our children about. That's my my main motivation right now is being successful enough for my children um, to be inspired by what I've done over X amount of time. Right. I mean, everybody can see the big picture of the dream. Just like you said, I want to take over the world. Okay, I, maybe I do want to take over the world, but there's also little steps that you have to take each and every day that you wake up if you want to one day take over the world. You know, I see a lot of people who want to be in business and they start at such a high level, high level of being, oh, I want to be a luxury owner or oh, I want to only cater to a certain type of demographic. Or, oh, I want, you know, they just want so much. And the basis of owning a business is just being able to spend a dollar and make a dollar, <laughs> spend a dollar and make $3, spend a dollar and make five. That's the the basic building block of having a business. So there's nothing wrong with wanting to take over the world, but a lot of people get stuck there. And then when you lay out the steps of, oh, okay, you have to do this today and that tomorrow and this in three years and this in five years, that's, that's when it becomes overwhelming for them. I agree. <laughs> I agree. He's speaking to me a little bit there as well. Um, so let me ask you this, um, going back to the idea and thinking around scaling up, um, what, what are some typical signs that people should be aware of when scaling up is on the horizon? Like, you know, what are some, some key indicators when I need to start considering how to duplicate myself or how to, when I should duplicate myself or when I should do this or that? What, what does that look like? Uh, well, there's there's a, a few things that I teach my clients. And the first thing is going to be your systems and processes. Um, and a lot of times that seems like counterintuitive because a lot of my clients, they come to me saying, hey, I want to make X amount of dollars a month and I'm only making this. So they feel like I need more customers. That's what I need first. But how, you know, I'm, I'm very good at finding customers. However, if I send you a thousand customers next week would you be able to handle them can you Travis? can you right now if i said here's a thousand graphic design products i mean um, um projects would you be able to handle a thousand new projects nope <laughs> right. so if you you know what i'm saying you come to me with the problem of hey i need to find clients but a lot of times it's not really you need to find clients you need to clear up some of your business so you can even have time to go find the clients. So you can have time to work on how you find clients or being an expert at finding clients. Once you clear up all the crap in the middle and save yourself the time and you're not doing things like sending out invoices by hand, you're not doing things like you know, answering your own phones and sending back you know, uh, emails when it could have been an automated response or letting them pay online. Or my favorite one is, um, when people put people on payment payment plans and they don't set up for automatic draft, so now you got to track people down for your payments every week. That's that's my favorite. Mm -hmm. If you show up to me like that, we can't work on finding clients, honey. We got to work on getting your mess cleaned up first. 
So that's the first thing, your systems and your processes, your automations. That is really good. And I just want you to know I'm taking notes. <laughs> so, well, the next thing after that, after you've addressed your systems and your processes, then you need to move on to getting good at finding clients. Because one of the things that I do in my business that, you know, some people and a lot of my clients come to me for is outsourcing. They want to outsource the project so they can spend less and less time working in their business and more working on it. But you can't outsource anything if you ain't got no business. <laughs> so what are you going to do? <laughs> right. So if you can't find clients for just to fill yourself up, how are you going to have two or three, um, you know, people working with you or a sales team or or people who are actually there to fulfill the orders. So you do graphic design. Okay, I'm gonna hire a graphic design team. So every time I get an order in, I'm gonna send it to them so then I can make sure I'm bringing more orders in. You know what I'm saying? You can't, mm -hmm. you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> right, right. Mm. That's really good. All right, so then after, after that point, then, then you're looking at outsourcing. I have a client now who has um, gotten her systems and processes together um, now we're working on uh, finding clients, but you kind of, kind of, you got to work on these two things almost simultaneously um, if you want to cut down your, your time that you scale up. So you got to work on being able to find clients and then have in the back of your mind, okay, I'm finding these clients so that I could then fill myself up and outsource to somebody else. So it's kind of like a, like a inverse transition there. As one goes up, the other has to go down. So those are two, the last two things that kind of go hand in hand. This is really good. I, I think a lot of people are in love with the idea of entrepreneurship and, mm -hmm. and or owning a business. But a lot of times we don't take a lot, of, a lot of, we don't put a lot of stress on our systems and processes. And I think I have a pretty decent system, you know, that's filled with automation, things like that, but it could always be better. Right. And that's what I said with change. You have to be comfortable with change because, yes, you're right. It can always be better. I, before we got on this call today, I was looking at some automations and some landing pages that I have because we're getting some feedback um, in the sales and in the, you know, the numbers. This is a numbers game. So once you get that feedback and you say, hey, this is kind of dropped or that's dipped or we've actually increased right here. What, how are we going to adjust those systems and processes to increase what's good and decrease what's bad? Mm. I'm writing it down too, because that was awesome. This is just, I mean, I hope the people listening to this are taking notes. Like, you, like I hope you listen to this at work or somewhere where you can actually have a pen and paper out, because this is really good stuff. Um, wow. So I <laughs> just going back through your list, and I'm looking like, am I good at finding clients? Like, I'm really thinking about that, because, you know, when I first started out, and I don't know if you know anything about my story, but when I first started out, um, I borrowed a camera and I drove to Virginia. I'm in North Carolina. I drove to Virginia to shoot a wedding. I had never operated a camera before. Uh, I didn't really know what I was doing, but the lady paid me gas just to come in and experiment because, I mean, I guess mm. the wedding wasn't super special. Um, I ended up staying for like eight hours, <laughs> uh, shot the wedding, came back and edited it on a uh, cracked version of Photoshop, you know, pirated basically. And... I put the images on Facebook and people loved them. And that year I ended up going on to book about 18 weddings over 12 months. So, you know, everything started out really good. And for maybe about three or four years, I was so used to people coming to me that I didn't have to advertise. And I was also still 
um, full-time employed, but doing this on the side. So, you know, just, just that whole part about getting good at finding clients. And I mean, that also goes to understanding it's something I preach about all the time is about knowing who your target audience is. Um, and then, you know, you've seen me preach that all the time. <laughs> I really believe in not only knowing who they are, but building spaces for them as well so that you can manage and monitor and take notes while they're in there. <laughs> so right, that right. I, I truly believe in that. Um, however, you did um, hit a good point, And that's something um, that a lot of service-based entrepreneurs go through. And, and that's typically who I work with is service-based entrepreneurs because what happens is they're, they're so good and they find their passion, right? We all want to find our passion, something we're good at and something we can get paid a lot of money to do it. So a lot of us will run into that passion and then we'll get there and find ourselves a couple of years down the, round, down the road and saying, hey, this was really, really good for a while, but now the things that I started with are not working for me. <laughs> what do I do? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm too busy. I'm too booked. The clients are not coming like they are. And even if you are getting a bunch of clients still, you've taken on so many that now they're getting upset because you're neglecting them. Mm-hmm. And you're not giving a good service because you're spread so thin. Now mm-hmm. what? <laughs> so, you know, some people sit it down. Hey, I can't, I'm tired of this. I can't do it no more, you know? But when you start looking at the costs and the benefits, like, wait a minute, like I had to do. I was making $1,500 a week in, within my first two or three Month, I'm sorry, two months of starting my business. $1,500 a week writing papers. My, all myself, 15, 20 papers a week. Wow. And was going back to pharmacy school in the fall and was like, what am I, I can't go to medical school and write 20 papers a week. Like I can barely take care of my own homework, you know? Right. So, you know, there was a change that had to be made there. I could have got frustrated and said, you know, I'm. I, this is not working. I'm too busy i'm tired i'm getting burnt out my clients are you know becoming nuisances now because honestly i'm not providing the best service you know you could mm-hmm. say that and walk away from it or you can say you know what fifteen hundred dollars is a lot to make in a week let me figure out how i'm gonna do this differently so i can keep this income coming in and, and what was that what was that choice like for you to in that in that moment like understanding what you had to do to keep that going and understanding that you're going to be in pharmacy school what was that change I mean, that that was one of the easiest decisions that I made, I think, throughout the entire seven years of owning my business. Like it was it wasn't a second of thought. Now, I'm not going to say every change I've made has been something that's like, you know, clicks right then and there. But that one was one where it's like, OK, I can't do it. So I'm going to hire somebody else to do it. Facts. I, and I don't know if that was be- because of my past work experience. Like I I worked in an advertising agency that you know, had a sales team. I was actually an outsized um, sales associate for them. So I knew there was a model of, okay, going out and selling services and then handing it back for somebody else to do it. Mm, mm, so mm. I felt, well, if they could do it, why can't I? Right. Right. Mm. This is so good. Um, and so when you, when you talk about um, outsourcing with the uh, solopreneur, what are what are some drawbacks that you've heard from your clients to say? Oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Oh, it's always the same ones. It's it's like three or four of them. And the first one being, well, I don't know if I can trust anybody to do it as good as I can. Well, that's that's number that's arrogant. That's very arrogant of you to Ooh. say. 
You feel like there's nobody out here that can do what you do in the world better than you. That's that's a problem. That means number one, you're, you're arrogant, and number two, you're not out here on your game and learning as much as you can because there's absolutely somebody out here that can do a better job than you. Mm-mm-mm. So, that's the first one. The second one is, you know, my name is attached, and. What happens if there is an issue? Yeah, you're right. Your name is attached. So that means the stuff has to work very well. You have to be a well-oiled machine. You have to take pride in your systems and processes. You have to treat your customers right. You have to treat the people you outsource to right and be fair to them. Yes, your name is absolutely on it. Mm-hmm. This is. Mm. I, think, I think that's the, the two main ones um, that I t- typically get. And it's like I said, it's always the same ones. And some people are more resistant to those than others. Um, you know, I, I used to deal with a lot of writers and I ran into this girl who was a doctor in some type of neurosurgeon field or something. And she was doing um, technical writing. Mm-hmm. When I suggested that she outsource to somebody else, she swore to me she was the only one in the world that was certified to be able to write on these topics. Mm. <laughs> and you know... Now I'm having these flashbacks in, of conversations with my wife, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> as much as I like to believe that I am, uh, you know, like a, a decent person and I'm easygoing and I'm, you know, I can go with the flow, I might have a little bit of arrogance in here because, you know, I kind of feel the same way. Like I'm self-taught. Like everything, I promise you, everything I learned about graphic design and photography, I have learned on YouTube. Um, every bit of it. And so, you know, last year, well, year before last, we got to the point where it was, it was, we really had to say, look, okay, you, 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 you driving yourself crazy here. You're going to have to hire somebody. And my response was, mm, nah, I don't know if anybody's going to really be able to do it like I can. Like people coming to my company expecting to have something designed by me, not necessarily yeah. somebody I paid. And like this, this is going to resonate with so many people. Um, in, in my design space, because I'm going to share this with them too, um, but also just for anybody that is an entrepreneur and is a solo entrepreneur, because I do have dreams of eventually, you know, having a storefront with this design company to be able to run itself. And I, like I got, I have other dreams, but I realize that if I'm going to tackle those dreams, I got to let go of some of the control and be able to uh, lean on my systems and my well oiled machine. Huh. Yeah. I mean, and that's in a lot of different places in your life. You know, I work with a lot of women who are, you know, have businesses and, and, you know, have an organization for women who are going back to school. Um, So a lot of the issues that they take on as far as like being stressed out and and burnout and stuff is because of their control issues. They Mm. want to micromanage everything. They want to, you know, stand over people while they're doing things. They don't trust other people to to help them or to, um, you know, do the same job that they do. Uh, So uh, they end up more burnt out and more stressed. So it's not just, you know, entrepreneurs are in, you know, the entrepreneurial life. It's it's in a lot of ways. It's how you interact with your kids. Right. Yeah. Same same things. So a lot of people come with that same one. That is the that's probably the number one one is I don't, how can I trust somebody else or nobody can do it like I do it. Listen, <laughs> there's not really a word that, that can describe how mind blown I am right now. I so appreciate your transparency and your honesty in this. Um, and if 
God forbid, but if anybody else wants to get nothing out of this, I definitely got something out of it. Um, and that, and that's why I knew I had to make this happen. I knew this had to happen for a reason. Um, so I got a couple of questions that are, that'll help kind of close us out and kind of give people more of an idea of who you are and what you do. Um, mm-hmm. So um, my first question is, what books are you reading or have you read in general that you would recommend to our audience? Um, I don't know any off the top of my head. To be honest, I need to read a lot more. Um, I spend a lot of time on social media reading like things like articles and snippets and stories and things like that. But I would say the one of the best books that will give you a different perspective on outsourcing um, and you know working more so on your business instead of end it, um, not training your time for dollars, um, those sorts of things is probably the four hour work week. Okay. I believe it's, I believe it's four hour work week. I've four heard of that. So, um, that one just put a lot of things in perspective for me. Okay. Uh, the, the other one is going to be the uh, one page marketing plan. So don't, don't get me to quoting who they're by and all that good stuff. I've never been the, the type of person that can remember like who wrote the song and who sung it. <laughs> the song type thing. My brain just don't work that way. <laughs> but those are two books that made a huge impact on, you know, my mindset. Right. No, like, on marketing and, and, and just setting up your, your day. I'm, I'm, I'm going to find these and I'll link them in the show notes so that when this okay. goes out, everybody will know. Um, in a word, in one word, describe what brings you joy. Freedom. Mm. Freedom. Absolutely freedom. Why? Freedom. I, I don't, I mean, it's to me, it's like life. I mean, life is so short. Like how can you be in a box you know, that life is so short? You only have a certain amount of time to explore yourself and explore your surroundings, to explore your passions. Like I just don't understand why we just can't be more free. Right. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, in a word, what motivates you to be successful? Um, I would I would say that that drive for freedom, like not only just for myself, just for you know my children. I want my children to be free to do the things that they love. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're going on a whole new direction next year. We're we're doing homeschool. <laughs> oh be wow! Right, so. That's a direction that, you know, nobody in my family has taken. I don't even know any homeschool moms. Of course, they're out there, but, you know, I don't have any of my circles, but I know that I want to be free and I want my children to be free. So we're going to embark on this new, you know, direction of um, all being able to set our own time and live on our own schedule. That is awesome. I, I love that idea. Whew. I'm I'm working on bringing my wife home right now. I'm ready for her to be here full time and working on her dreams. Um, so that's that's I I like that a lot. That's that's really awesome. Um, what lesson piece of encouragement would you leave for our audience? Um, I would say just you know be very intentional with your resources, your time, your money, um, your health. You know that's one that a lot of people leave out your time, your money, and your health. Um, The things that you spend your time and your money on should always align with what vision you have for 
you know, the way that you're going, the way that you want to live your life. If you're doing something that's counter counterproductive to that, then that's something you probably should reevaluate. Like, why am I constantly putting myself in a position to not be in the place that I want to be in? Mm. Girl, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> um, okay, let me let me be serious. Um, so, how can our guests link up with you? How can they connect with you? Well, I'm very active on social media. You can find me on Facebook um, at Lorraine Kamisha, L-O-R-R-A-I-N-E-K-A-M-E-S-H-A. I I know it's long, but it's Lorraine Kamisha. Um, You can also um, find my website at LorraineKamisha.com. I do have a lot of good free training um, for other service-based entrepreneurs who are looking to free up their time and, you know, make more money and live a more free life. So there's that on there. Um, And Hopefully you'll catch me on another podcast very soon. Yes, because we 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 need to we got to come double back on this, and we got to talk about. Uh, well, I won't tease it yet, but we just we gotta <laughs> we gotta. This is this has been really really informative, and I just want to go on the record and just say, guys, you will hear from her again on this podcast. Um, Kamisha, I mean Lorraine, thank you so much for just being able to share so much so freely with this audience and um it's obviously my prayer that you receive this back double and triple fold into your life and your business oh you are very welcome i thank you for having me this has been a very fun and i look forward to joining you again i told y'all i told y'all this was going to be special and i don't even know if you were prepared for the awesomeness that she just laid down for us but there's so much to process and understand um i know in my notes the first things i wrote down were um making sure or tightening up systems and processes and um getting good at finding clients and then eventually outsourcing this really really blessed me and i hope it blessed you too um we're gonna have her back and uh very soon she's going to do uh or give us some details on an introductory a conversation about Google ads and how they can benefit us as business owners. And so I'm super excited about that. If you want to learn more information about her, you can check the show notes. I listed um, her book recommendations and her website um, and her social media uh, in the show notes. So I appreciate you all. Um, I thank you for checking out today's podcast. I hope that you gain something that's going to um, help you that you can take with you on your journey. There are some very special things coming down the pipe and I want to make sure that you are on top of it. So you can go to my website, trevisbailey.com. You can join the mailing list and make sure that you are uh, the first to know when a new episode comes out. Um, And so I'm just very excited about what is to come. I want to thank you for listening today. Um, Now get out there and enjoy your brand new life. Tune in for a fresh episode of the Brand New Life podcast every other Monday morning at 5 a.m. Eastern. Subscribe today at trevisbailey.com or on iTunes, Google Podcast, Stitcher, or Spotify.